everyone. It's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know we've been fighting over that, so now I just look at it to let you know. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a really neurodivergent thing, I think, that I do, is just not actually use communication to talk to people, and it makes a neuro, what, neurotypical people upset? Bradley doesn't like when I, like, pat him like a horse to get him to move. It makes him really upset. I think he has other things that go into it. It's not just whatever, but, yeah. You know. People are like, you just expect me to understand what you're saying with your eyes? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Body language is a universal language. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if a horse knows how to step over when I rub their booty, you should, too. It's kind of like talking to dead people. Same, same, <laughs> but different. <laughs> exactly. Everyone wants to think that it's cool when you talk to dead people, but then you like casually just like tap them to move over and they're like, what are you doing? Yep. <laughs> so we're doing another Paranormal Stories of a Medium. It's going to be a great time. If you guys are new to the podcast, I'm Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. No. She always says no. Well, no, there was a time, I think it was like the last podcast, the last of the last podcasts where you were like, hey. Mm-hmm. I know right. you got excited. I, yeah, I did. And I'm going to live with that forever, just like I am right now. I'm going to keep reminding you of that one time in space that it happened. So we're both psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, business partners, and uh, I don't know, pizza taste testing extraordinaires. I just like saying extraordinaires. I also like saying extravaganza because I love watching RuPaul's Drag Race and he loves to say extravaganza. And now I just want everything in my life to be an extravaganza, including when we talk to dead people. So today, like Em said, we're doing paranormal stories of a medium. As your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, we talk about spirituality, the paranormal, the metaphysical, and everything in between. Because unlike other paranormal, true crime, spiritual, spoopy podcasts, we actually talk to the things in the world. And paranormal stories of a medium is just that. They're the weird stories that Em and I have to share with you that are personal experiences that we have either with each other or others. And uh, I don't know, they're paranormal. So today we're going to talk about how we were spiritually spanked Mm -hmm. when we didn't know what we were going to do for this uh, topic in the first place. Yeah, because one of the questions we get a lot, which is going to spoil it a little bit, is can my person that I'm living with, family member, friend type person, also be my spirit guide? And we have an answer for you. Yeah. With this very lengthy uh, story that we're about to go through. For the longest time, since we've had metapsychics, which is like a, just over a year now, we have learned from our spirit guides and, you know, the stuff that we do that, no, your grandmother can't be your spirit guide because your guys' lives' paths have crossed. And usually souls that have existed or people that have existed with you at the same time, so you guys have been alive at the same time, can't be your spirit guide because one, now they could have bias over your existence because they know you and your spirit guides are supposed to be unbiased guides to help you through this life that you've incarnated into. But also for the soul fact, pun intended, wait, which one is it? Yes. Wow. (laughs) The soul fact that you yourself as a soul pick your spirit guides before you incarnate because I like to say that they are the legal advisors to your soul contract. They know everything that you're supposed to be doing in this weird, I don't know, trippy video game. If then happens, what next type multiple choice answer horror video game, whatever it is that you have picked for yourself in order to raise your spiritual consciousness or understanding as a soul being. And um, grandma can't do that if she's been living with you this whole time. However, we've been spanked. 
Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> Why? You're just gonna, yeah, it's I get just, it. If people don't understand what you're talking about and you just scream, we've been spanked, it's a little weird. I told you, I want to be ranking for spanking on I YouTube. I do not. I don't we, want those people associated with us. We already have our YouTube videos out and M told me that we do rank for the search word of spanking and I just, oh, it fills my heart. I love it. Makes me uncomfortable. It is so funny. It's hilarious. People that are looking up spanking videos and they get our two grubby faces, it's great. Ugh. That That is the like epitome of a spiritual spanking, honestly. I really just don't want people like that looking at our content with the intention of spanking. You know what I'm saying? I get it, but you know, I'm not biased about our listeners here. You, 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 oh, I'm not going to... What is it that I heard someone say? I'm not going to yuck someone else's yum. And if that is a getting spiritually spanked, we're here to li- to deliver. Well, maybe just not in the way that you were looking for, but you got us anyways. Congratulations. Okay, so story time. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, M walks up to my desk because we uh, have the same nine to five job, which uh, makes a nine to five job in addition to being business owners and doing other services for our business after the fact. Much more rewarding, if you ask me. And she goes, hey, we uh, filmed three videos last weekend, and uh, we need more topic ideas. What do you think about this, this, and paranormal stories of a medium? Or listener stories. And I was like, "Uh, I think we should do listener stories later. She's like, okay, well, we're going to do paranormal stories of a medium. And I was like, all right, well, uh, I don't know. Readings have been pretty normal. I haven't been any, I haven't gotten spanked in a long time, so I don't know what type of... But also, you don't need to be spanked for spiritual spankings, just stories. I know we talked about this, but I always feel like it has to be some sort of earth-shattering thing for people, but I mean... it can be anything. I just don't want you to come on here and, like, air out people's dirty laundry, you know what I'm saying? There's a a respectable um, kind of information that you can talk about, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't air people's dirty laundry. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It literally can be anything. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the soul-shattering things that are that big and important to me might actually... I don't know. Because we're psychic mediums, so, like, seeing, talking to dead people is, like, normal. So, I don't know, maybe less... mm, I don't know. Maybe they don't have to be earth-shattering, like you said. Exactly. I was not under that impression. I was like, geez, and rice, I don't know what we're going to do about this because I haven't been spanked in a while. Everything's very normal now. What are we going to do? So uh, Em said, let's talk about spirit guides. And I just made this connection a second ago, too. What? You wanted to do paranormal stories. You wanted this episode to be about spirit guides. We yeah. read, like, our patrons' spirit guides, Patreones. Well, you, you told me that you wanted to talk about spirit guides. And I was like, oh, well, we could read our patrons' spirit guides. Yeah. I want yeah. to just suggested spirit guides because everybody wants to know about their spirit guides at all times. Yeah. So I just made it into a paranormal stories. Mm, yeah. You know? So we were going to do that. And I was like, okay, that sounds, that sounds cool. I, I don't know. I don't, my confidence in reading people's spirit guides is not as wholehearted as M's. M's. Well, I had the same problems, but my spirit guides explained to me that there's so many different ways of seeing spirit guides and people have so many spirit guides that there's less that you shouldn't have the pressure of, are you right? Or is this like going to relate to these people? But because it is your interpretation of this literal ball of energy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So well, I- it doesn't matter if they actually are at a human soul or if they look like a power ranger. It's just they they look like that for a reason. Well, no, but I think it's interesting for you and I, at least as twin flames and psychic mediums that I found out 
we perceive people's spirit guides in ways that are one, something that the spirit guide can use to give us an understanding of what they do, but it's always linked to how they help somebody. So like their physical attributes and the way that they feel to us always give us an indicator of how they help our our client. But it doesn't doesn't necesarily mean that's what they actually look like. Yeah, because we went to a psychic fair. I know. I'm so glad you're on the same page. I got, okay, we went to a psychic fair and I wanted to get a reading because I literally just want to see what other people say about things. And there was this booth there that was like spirit guide readings. And both Liv and I were like, let me get a spirit guide reading just to see what this lady's going to say, which kind of backfired because my spirit guide started trolling me during it. (laughs) Guys, it was relentless. It was like worse than a Saturday night live roast session, but it was fueled by the spirit guides of M. This psychic was literally like trying to be serious about it, but my spirit guides were literally trolling me the entire time. Mm -hmm. It was great. What we're getting that with is she perceives spirit guides as human beings because I asked her I was like do you ever see them as like spiritual beings or like mythological creatures it totally went over her head and they were telling me she only sees things as humans which is why I asked that question and she was like oh well spirit guides are basically this big ball of energy and they just appear as humans because that's what's relatable to us and we were like you mean relatable to you yes we didn't say that so she was perceiving Zaroth Rosalie and and Victoria, because she didn't know Victoria wasn't my spirit guide, but uh-huh. that's beside the point. And it's literally, she perceived Victoria because Rosaline speaks very much claircognizantly and not clairvoyantly. And this medium psychic lady was uh, very clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. I think we should just first off say that like your spirit guides, what do they actually look like to you? To me? Yes, to you. And me. Well, Zaroth is a big blue cloud. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Rosaline looks like a human. She is, for me, she's usually younger. But for Liv, she's an older woman with, like, blonde hair and looks kind of like a librarian because she's my Akashic Records oh, spirit guide. Uh-huh. She didn't get yeah. into Victoria. But, so. Yeah, she didn't. The psychic lady interpreted because this is how her spirit guide showed them. And it's so Well, he's an ass. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love the fact that at least Rosaline was slightly on point. Yeah, because she described an older woman with like silver blonde hair. Which is usually how I see her. Yeah. So. <laughs> but Sarath. <laughs> uh-huh. His Gaston looking ass. He, she was like, I see someone with like olive colored skin and like dark hair. And I was like, oh God, this is either lives like gojo guy or it's Sarath and he's trolling me <laughs> which will, it was the second one it's great i just love it and when he's when she started started uh talking about an olive colored skin guy wearing like a nice pantsuit or something like that <laughs> i just like looked into my mind and i was like are you freaking kidding me Zaroth? and he's like hey i'm gaston jesus christ like literally from uh uh, beauty yeah beauty and the beast it was so funny he's like she would get scared if i was a cloud uh-huh i I'm know like, and, it, <laughs> uh, and he's like well i am a shapeshifter oh god he is so he funny is a literally and they were just trolling her about how she needs to drink more water yeah no literally this woman pulled cards to get the messages from these from my spirit guides and one of the things that she said was like i see you walking around like in a park and I, they're just telling me you need to go on more walks. And they're telling me in my head, 
geez, kid, you need to get the fuck out of your house. You're so pasty white. Do you see that? And then she pulled this card with water on it. And that's what Liv was talking about. She's like, I don't know why this is so weird, but like, I feel like you need to drink more water. Like, it's because my spirit guides are trolling me and you're trying to make it serious and they are not. <laughs> yeah. Emily is notorious for sustaining herself on the dew of like, it's called being autistic. Literally a cap full of water. She's Drinking water is such a human thing. I don't need uh, to drink water. It's dumb. It was so funny. So <laughs> people's perceptions of spirit guides can be very different. However, usually for M and I, if we're giving you a spirit guide reading, it's uh, your guides will show us physically how they equate to you, something like that. But for this psychic that we saw, she was talking about seeing them as humans, but that's because it's like really cool for her. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting. So... What were we talking about? We were talking about paranormal stories of a medium. And we we're going to talk about spirit guides because after making the decision of doing a paranormal stories of a medium that we are now currently bringing to you, we were like, I don't know what we're going to do. Or at least me. Em had a plan. I did not feel confident in our plan at all. So I was like, man, what kind of earth shattering cool stuff about spirit guides? I just didn't even think about spirit guides. I literally thought, oh, we're going to have some earth shattering. Like what earth shattering cool stuff spanking are we going to be able to share? Because nothing earth shattering or whatever new has happened well thursday runs around thursday comes and uh em and i get a order for a terror versus psychic medium reading which is by far my favorite reading to do because i uh, get to talk to dead people new people and do it with my best friend while she looks at really cute cards whoa i love it it's great but uh i always get nervous anyways when i read people's names because when you guys make a reading with us, I know what your name is. I mean, if I didn't, it'd be kind of weird, you know? <laughs> Anyways, our demographic of listeners, viewers, and clientele are primarily female. So when I get a male client, I just get nervous for my own sake. There's literally no reason for it besides that I'm like, this is not the normal. This is not what I always do. I'm like really, really nervous about this. And our Terror versus Psychic Medium reading on Thursday was with a guy and I immediately got extremely stressed. I know we've been talking about how we need to have a sponsor. That's a deodorant thing. But honestly, I'm, I sweat from every orifice. It's really bad. You can put deodorant on that. I, I know, but I do. And it's just oh. really bad. I just right through it. I go right through it. Anyways, I feel like since we've started doing professional mediumship stuff and I have to like look at other medium things that people post or like, I don't know, spiritual circle type metaphysical niche things. Um, there's a stereotype that psychic mediums know everything. I'm going to tell you, it is a stereotype. It is not right. I do not know everything, nor do I want to know everything. Maybe I do know everything and I just don't want to know everything. I'm going to keep it that way though. But um, I always get like these weird little preconceived notions of like who my client is going to be like. And I'm telling you right now, that is not metaphysically mediumship based at all. That is 100% my self-confidence lacking entirely and my 100% egotistical, I'm going to explode the world even though nothing is wrong right now brain. Mm -hmm. And I asked Em, if she does that. I don't. <laughs> I just think about how I'm going to be perceived during a reading. So that stresses me out, you know. Mm. Like, they're going to hate me. They're going to ask me a question I don't know how to answer. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to make words with my mouth. You just start making words with armpit farts. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think about. <laughs> well, I would be really impressed if someone started, like, talking through their armpits with farts. Yeah, I, I don't, 
care what they look like or who they are mm. necessarily i'll read you whatever i'm just going to be more nervous about you perceiving me <laughs> yeah i don't care necessarily who you are or what you look like my brain just immediately sees your name and creates a fabrication of you <laughs> that is wholeheartedly true and correct to me and makes me extremely sweaty and nervous until our reading probably why your clairvoyant is your strongest uh-huh which is why you see them I don't see them. I don't normally see spirits either. Uh, well, so. I don't even see the person. It's just what my head makes up. It has yeah. no, literally I'm aware. 99.9% of the time I am wrong. Your brain 99.9% of the time likes to create images of everything. Uh-huh. Mine doesn't do that. Oh. So that's I'll, why it doesn't happen for me. I was telling Bradley that that's why I don't get sleep in the, at night because I always just have so many vivid dreams. Mm-hmm. I literally woke up this morning. The last thing I remember of my slew of dreams that I had was you and me were being cornered in a forest and we were barefoot by two girls that were telling us that her father was hunting us. And she's like, let me pull out my flip phone because I'm going to call my dad and tell him where you are because this is for sport. And I was like, no, give me that phone. But I couldn't run fast enough because I didn't have shoes on my feet and it was in the middle of the woods. And she was like 12. Oh, wow. It was a very, very stressful dream. Anyways. Naturally. So (laughs) I was hyping myself up for at least two days about being so nervous to have this reading with this man. And I had all of these terrible, terrible things already created in my head of how they were going to stereotype me and make me feel inferior and that the reading was going to go horrible and that I'm not actually a psychic medium. And I forgot that my refrigerator was running. And then... (laughs) About three to five minutes before every reading I sit down, I try to actually cancel out all of that egotistical jargon that I just spewed at you and go, all right, I have to be a psychic medium, even if I don't believe that I am one, because I guess I am one because statistics don't lie and numbers are something that people like, right? So that means that I'm valid in numbers, not actual things, only numbers. And I clear everything out and try to just think about who is supposed to be coming through to this person. I'm like, all right, we're going to be talking to Joe Schmo or Betty White, and I want to know who wants to come through for them. And then I start writing down the things that happens. Well, it's really cute because as soon as Em and I sit down, we get all of our cards and stuff ready, and I'm sweating bullets trying to hit the join Zoom button for our reading. And I met with the cutest face on the other side. <laughs> we both were. And all of the hair, like tor- terrible preconceived notions and things that my egotistical brain had made up were, uh, as always, wrong. And the man that's on the other side of the screen for us for a Zoom reading, Tarot versus Psychic Medium, is like not at all somebody that I thought would get a intimidating. meeting. No, <laughs> not, not intimidating and also not someone that I think would get a reading. And I, I mean, maybe that's just because our demographic is mostly female and then the number of male clients that I have had, they've all been wonderful and just very uh, insightful and helpful and understanding. And I think all of their readings have been very good, but I just, I don't know. It was just great. I liked it. So I was like, wow, this is different. I can't wait to see how this reading goes. So we go into our little spiel or I go into my spiel. Em doesn't like to do a spiel anymore. Yeah. I don't usually give a spiel. Most people know how tarot works. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't really have to explain too much other than these are tarot cards. This is how I read them. What's up? What's up? So, yeah, I go into a little spiel because a lot of people, 
either have or have not had a, a reading with a psychic medium. And uh, I know every psychic medium is different. And what I do is different from them. So I'm going to tell you how it's going to go, how things work for me. And if you got questions, then we'll go from there. Uh, we started the reading how we usually do. I said, you know, here's my spiel. Do you got questions? No. All right. What do you want to start with, tarot or medium? And our client was like, I want to start with tarot because their uh, stepdaughter does tarot readings. Can you imagine being in a house where when you have like family game night instead of family game night where people are like, I don't know, losing their minds at Monopoly or Uno, you play uh, tarot cards. You read each other. It's so cute. Yeah, that'd be fun time. I know. That's going to be our family time. Okay. Oh, Em and I had the damn dream the other day of having Easter Sunday, but instead of it being Easter Sunday, we we're going to do zombie Sunday. Mm-hmm. Do with that what you will. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But I thought it would be hilarious. So our reading was super, super great. And I want to say, I don't know, how many souls did I talk to? One, two, three, four, four at least for him. And you did some really good tarot card spreads about things that he just wanted like clarification on both past and future. I thought it was interesting that the very first reading that you gave him was all future or all past stuff. Because usually tarot readings for MR, past, present, future, all in one spread. Um, but usually it starts at present time. Because mm-hmm. that's where people need help. Mm-hmm. But all, he didn't. Yeah. That whole spread was just validating the past that he went through to get him to the space where he was now. Yeah. Which I haven't had seen that happen before. It's interesting. I never understand how much our readings actually impact our clients um not all of them leave reviews however the ones that do leave reviews we appreciate it sincerely because it's always great to know how you felt so I never really understand how or what people take away from our readings however when I was giving the reading to our wonderful client their grandfather came forward and I didn't think that there was anything that special about the grandfather. I mean, he had some things to say. He was a very chill human being, very relaxed. In my mind's eye, he decided to manifest in a setting where he was sitting on a front porch during, mm, I want to say four or five o'clock, maybe. I don't know. It was like the golden hour of when the sun starts to set in the summertime. And he just had little things to say here and there. And I just didn't pay that much attention to it. And it wasn't until the very end of the reading that Em and I open up for general questions. And uh, he had some really good things to say. So he asked Liv again about this grandfather spirit. And if you guys don't know, for me, Liv described how she kind of shuts off the mediumship information until about five minutes before the reading because it overwhelms her. I am not like that. I will usually just have spirits show up the day of that are ready to speak with me. I will perceive them before you're reading. And it's not something that I'm like trying to read into. I will just know that there's someone standing behind me. Well, there was a man that was standing behind me for the last two days. And they usually, again, show up the day of the reading so I know who they are. But this man showed up two days before the reading. So I'm like, well, I go up to live and I'm like, there's been this man walking around with me and it's like weird. He's in this like all black suit and he is telling me that he looks like he's presenting himself in a different way than he actually looks. And I, that's something that I like understand as a psychic medium that they can present however they want. However, the spirit was specifically telling me that in this moment of 
I'm going to show you this because it's going to be relatable later. However, that's not what I look like. So I tell Liv that and she's like, oh, you're probably perceiving someone for the person we're reading today. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> you're probably right. It's just odd that I've been seeing him for two days and not just one day. So when this man finally asks this question about this older man, about his grandfather, that's when Liv finally was like, oh, I think he is the person that you are perceiving for the last two days in the black suit. Yeah, it was weird. So we get to the questions and our client asks us, oh, okay, not only did they have really good questions about things that I normally wouldn't talk about in a psychic medium reading, such as past lives, they wanted to know if, because, well, I should say it this way. He asked us whether or not his grandfather was his spirit guide. And at this point, my egotistical brain was like, all right, I'm going to have to pump the brakes on this one because for a year and a half almost since Emma and I started, our understanding that we've grasped from our spirit guides and from talking to other souls and spiritual beings is that no, your spirit guides cannot be people that have been in your life because that's not how it works. How is it possible for somebody that was physically alive during your time to somehow, before you were born, talk to your soul and be like, all right, I'm going to be a part of your spiritual team to help guide you. That doesn't make sense, you know, to our human cognitive monkey brains. And it was at that point that during the reading, this whole time, I was perceiving our client's grandfather in my mind's eye as a soul in heaven, in his little manifested chair with watching the sunset as a very calm, cool, and collected individual. But when my client asked us, or our client asked us, I feel like my grandfather is my spirit guide and I've had other cards and psychic mediums, whatever, tell me this. Is this true? The man that M had been perceiving for two days that I briefly perceived on our daily lurk around the office switched from sides. He had been standing in our physical plane of existence, I would say, on my, my, on my right-hand side next to Emily for the duration of the reading because he was pulling the cards for our client. And he like cartoon swooped himself other, but like behind me and to my left, like in the most ridiculous cartoon fashion you possibly could and put his shoulder on mine and was like, Hey, I am. And I was like, what? That is not possible. So like the meme with the lady with all of the things going on around her head or the thing like Charlie from It's Sunny in Philadelphia and all of the freaking like lines are everywhere. That was my head. And this spirit guide was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You need to calm yourself because you're not wrong. It's just that you weren't entirely right. And uh, Em's really good at explaining how this spirit guide explained how this is possible to us. So, Well, the first thing I want to say is that when this man brought up that his he wanted to speak to his grandfather again. This spirit guide that I was speaking to or this man that I was perceiving for the last two days showed me a flash of the same connection that I have with my grandfather when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, because I was autistic, I had a hard time relating to people because they wanted me to be a certain person. They wanted me to communicate in a certain way. But my grandfather wasn't like that my grandfather didn't 
ask me to be someone else. He just accepted me for who I was. And I've never had someone that just immediately knew how to, like, immediately understood who I was without me having to explain it to them or being around me or anything like that. So I explained to this man, that's who this person is, which makes sense of why he is actually your spirit guide. And the way that it is explained that this is possible, how this like is a loophole on this like rule of your living relatives can't be your spirit guides is because if you think about the stream of time, People a lot of times like to explain that time is, it doesn't exist. It's an illusion. I don't believe that. It is literally, it's like a stream or a river of time. It exists. It's there. However, us as physical beings have to abide by the rule of the direction in which the current flows. So that's why we perceive time as linear because we have to flow with the current. But... If you are a spiritual being, you have the ability to step out of the stream and beyond the outer banks. And when you do that, you can step back into the river at any moment. Now with time, it's very much, it like records your life there. So your life is going to be lived there forever. So if you're a spiritual being, you can have your incarnation where you lived your life as this grandfather let's say, but you can also go back in at the same time and be this person's spirit guide, be your grandchild's spirit guide. Does that make sense? Yeah, it just blows my mind. Yeah, and we've seen this before. Like, we've seen people that have past lives that they're living simultaneously with their own life. It's that kind of thing. Yes, so I was very perplexed onto how is it possible that I can physically, well, metaphysically see our client's grandfather enjoying his time in heaven in his little chair, but also have this spiritual guide and the grandfather sitting in his chair in heaven both agree that they are his spirit guide. And that's uh, why it freaked me out. It's weird. And then I wanted to think about it more because I still just like didn't believe it. I was like, no, this can't be happening. I like went through the five stages of grief and like, a meme in my head in like three seconds. So after the fact, I was thinking about how the spirit guide for our client jumped from my right-hand side and out behind me onto my left in his comedic fashion. And my mother is also a psychic medium, if you did not know, and she's been on the podcast and YouTube videos a couple times. But for her, she explains that when she speaks to a soul that plans on reincarnating, that has lived before and is going to be a part of the physical world. Again, for one reason or another, her sign and symbol for that, specifically for her, and, and it's not the same for me, or, and I don't know, for other people maybe too, is that they go from her right-hand side around behind her and to the left-hand side. And the spiritual, the spirit guide of our client was like, it's like that. I am him and I'm reincarnating. However, you perceive reincarnation as only into physical beings within your world to come back here. But that's not the case. I reincarnated to be a spirit guide for my grandson. Which is interesting because also this man explained that he was best friends with his grandfather because he understood him on a different level, like I explained. But 
his grandfather died when he was very young. So he like always had a hard time understanding why that happened. But I feel like there is a like, I don't know, a higher plan of why this soul incarnated for the time in which they did for his grandchild, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, that's why we're not entirely wrong, because it wasn't until his grandfather passed that his spirit guide could actually step forward and be able to help him in the same way because technically they're not the same soul they're different souls but also they are the same souls no i think they are the same soul always oh no i get it it's like a it's just like a recording of his soul but we view recording as a weird way because we're people yes so it's like it is he just he he reincarnated to be the spirit guide which is just weird. Just an aspect of one soul. Yes. Two which, aspects. Exactly. Just like when I talk to past lives. Like yeah. I am it it's exactly like I'm like talking that. to somebody that already passed away. However, I know that this person was the client that I'm talking to at a different point in time. Mm-hmm. So you are technically the same soul, although you physically right now in our world are living your soul, even though I'm talking to an aspect of your soul. It just absolutely blows my mind and freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. So we got spanked. It was a lot for me, at least. Mm-hmm. It was crazy because we've had that experience in different scenarios, but we've never seen in a spirit guide way before. Mm-hmm. It's super spoopy. And with that, I told Liv at the beginning of this <laughs> that I was going to ask her a very facetious question. And uh, I have a story that goes with it first. And then... I'll ask you the question. Okay. But I feel like it goes with this because it deals with spirit guides. So. Hey, wait. What? I love you. (laughs) I love you. Okay. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Are you guys grossed out? Cringe, God. I have my heart eyes on. I'm a Leo. M's an Aries. It's just how our relationship works. So I don't know how this is going to end up because I really have no idea what's happening. However... For the last few weeks, I have been seeing owls. And a lot of people on the internet are like, because I talk about... Is that why you stared at my computer funny a couple minutes ago? Because <laughs> I have an owl from the screensaver no, thingy. stop. What? Owls are... I didn't see that. Oh. Owls are fucking everywhere. Anyways. So I talk about how 
for your spirit guides, you can have certain symbols with them and they'll show you the symbols physically within like the universe. So mine is usually rainbows. But for some reason, I keep seeing freaking owls everywhere. And one of the things that people use to like invalidate the symbols thing is if you say your symbol like enough around your phone, your phone's just going to show you that symbol. Well, it's happening physically in my environment. I was in my cube the other day and there was just there people who weren't talking to me talking about owls. I keep seeing him everywhere. For my birthday, my sister got me an owl tarot deck. Owls are just everywhere. And I'm like, okay, guys, I get it. Owls are showing up an unusually amount in my life. So I should probably, just like what I do with angel numbers, I'll just look up what the spiritual meaning of owls are. And I posted this on Patreon if you're a patron. And it basically is like owls have this weird association with death and the paranormal and the spiritual. And I was like, okay, I get it. I'm a psychic medium. Something like that's going to happen to me where I actually believe it this time, right? Because I don't believe that I'm a psychic medium. So my spirit guides are like, you're going to have this moment that happens that's going to make you actually believe it. And that's why we're showing you owls. So I was like, okay, guys, I get it. You can stop showing me owls. And it just obviously still continues. I'm still seeing owls. And I was editing our Akashic Records video. And I was looking up like little clips, video clips to put into the video, which again, because I equate the Akashic Records with big spiritual libraries, I'm looking up videos about the big spiritual library in the Avatar The Last Airbender that is run by an owl. So I'm like looking at my spirit guides and I'm like, seriously, this is still happening? Still owls? Why are you showing me more owls? And they're like, someone whispers in my ear, because you're going to have eyes in the back of your head. And immediately when they do that, they show me this image of an owl turning their head all the way backwards. And it makes my perception aware of this being that is standing about 10 to 20 feet behind me. And they're in shadows. So one of the questions that I asked before Liv started the podcast was, is this a spirit guide? Who is this thing that is like 20 feet behind me? <laughs> do you have an answer or you have no idea? Because <laughs> um, it was a really weird experience. That is really weird. Well, you asked me before we started this, and then you're like, don't answer it. Yeah. Because I want to want genuine responses, but I know it's stressful for me to just ask mediumship stuff for you on a podcast. Yeah. Well, it is weird because the first thing I did see was something dark, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I found. That scares me. I'm not. Because I thought, you remember that dark thing that came out of my tarot cards? Yeah. That has been on the ground following me around. I thought it was that. And my mm -hmm. spirit guides were like, it's not. Why would it be 20 feet away from you now? Well, yeah, so, I can feel I it know what that is. on my left shoulder, like you said, 20 feet behind. But I was like, mm, that doesn't seem like it would be a spirit guide. Because all she asked me was, do I have another spirit guide? And yeah. when I immediately so I didn't want to give you that much information until I like, told the story. Well, when I see something um, scary like that, I'm like, um, I'm going to egotistically filter that out and say that's not true. Something's probably just trying to scare me. They told me it's not scary. Well, it's scary <laughs> to your, uh, what What am I? The yin or the yang? Oh, you are the yang. Uh, I want to be the yang because it sounds pretty, but it's 
I'm the yin. <laughs> I think that's funny because I want to be the yin because I think yin God. sounds funny or sounds pretty. Wow. That's funny. You're welcome. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the weird spoopy thing, I was like, that's a lie. That's just something dark trying to talk to me because sometimes that happens when I'm giving readings. They're like, I'm going to show you this uh, interpretation of a person and their head's going to spin off and then snakes are going to shoot out of their torso. And I'm like, mm, that's something weird. And then uh, once I call bullshit, they're like, yeah, it's okay. It's just the weird things that are trying to fuck with you, but uh, this is fine. I probably shouldn't share that about readings. But anyways, it, it's <laughs> something that happens. Weird things try to mm, do whatever. And I'm just like, I caught you on your bullshit. Anyways, so because of that, I filtered out the dark thing. And in front of the, I literally see it as like, almost like the maw of a cave. Um, but I see it in a forest setting. And because this big giant dark, it's like a wall almost, but it's like it leads somewhere or you know that there's something inside of it and it's very tall. Um, it's in like a forest, but it's like a rainforest jungle type of setting. And this little tiny thing decided to come out and talk to me about it because it's scary to me. Oh, so it's a different thing than what is behind me that's talking to you about it? Yes. Okay. There's something that's talking about the thing that's behind you for me because the thing behind you is scary to me. Yeah, have you seen My Hero Academia? No, I see a little tiny tree stump. Well, I'm saying, have you seen the show before? My oh, Hero Academia. Well, yeah. You I'm know, weeb. You know that one character that has the bird head? Yes. In the shadow thing? Yes. That's what it looks like to me right now. Uh, I don't know if it will change because it's really far away. <laughs> yeah, no, I see it. I just see like the bird head, but I can see it in the shadows. Like how you yeah. said people are. It looks like it's in the shadows. Yeah, it's in the like maw of the cave, but the yeah. cave is in the jungle. And I have a tree stump that looks like he's from fucking Door the Explorer talking to me about yeah, it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I didn't think that you would. So what does he say about it? You have questions, you have to ask me. Well, is it a spirit guide? Mm. I just want to know what it is. Who is it? Because they obviously want me to know about it. I don't know. I feel like it's not, but I... Because they're telling me. So one of the things that happens when you get new spirit guides, you have big life changes that happens. And that's why a spirit guide comes forward because it's like you were on level one in the video game and now you're going to be on level two and level two is going to be different. So you're going to need someone to help you with that. So that's why another spirit guide kind of steps forward. But for me, it feels like I'm about to go on to another level. Like I've been staring at this boss door and I don't want to go in there to finish this level to get to the next one. So that's why there's this being that's 20 feet behind me. He's waiting for me to go through that door. Does that make sense? You've been thinking that you're supposed to make decisions, right? Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's because you're not. I, I know that too. Yeah. He's, they're telling me that this is not a spirit guide. You know how we talk about how dark entities are given to people to teach them certain things? Okay. He is the dark entity that is going to facilitate the change <sighs> in your life because it is supposed to happen in a very, like, specific way and you're not supposed to do it. You're just supposed to be in the room while it happens to take it in, but he's the one that's going to do all of it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because they spirits usually appear in front of me mm -hmm. which is why he's weird that it's behind me and then it's also weird because they were showing me remember when you thought that you had a new spirit guide and it was like the smile eyes thing from uh alice in wonderland like the cat what the cat does yeah the cheshire cat 
yeah, Liv had this, like, dark entity that was around her that was, like, taunting her during her readings. And it looked like the smile face from Alice in Wonderland. And she was like, is this a new spirit guide? Like, he, it scares me. I don't know what it is. That's the one that makes people look scary when I'm doing readings. <laughs> and I just ignore it now. It doesn't happen as often anymore. Yeah. Well, she was asking me if that's a spirit guide. And I'm, like, talking to this thing directly because I think it's a spirit guide and it's like making me feel sick and immediately I was like this does not feel like a spirit guide and that's the memory that they showed me with this thing that's like 20 feet behind me but I didn't perceive that that was like real I thought I was just like generally afraid of it and the thought of having like a dark thing with me just brought up the memory of you asking me about a spirit guide that was dark. Ah, uh, yeah. I so. well, I don't think that it's necessarily that he's dark or light. Where? Okay. Yeah. What is the thing that Buckbeak is? Uh, well, is that what he looks like? <laughs> Holy fuck! You remember I was telling you about a reading where there was a centaur-like being, but it looks like Buckbeak from oh. Harry Potter. Harry Potter has a character that is, I think, half eagle, half horse. Yeah. This one isn't half um, horse, though. He's like dragon and Ooh. raven. Hence why you get the thing from the My Hero Academia. Ah. Like his head looks like a giant falcon type thing. That was one of the owls that I've seen. But when I Which s- is why I had to have that reading. Ah. Oh. <laughs> and I see his face, but it's like there's a dragon in the cave. Interesting. Yeah. It's really weird. But all I see is like the beak of a head. But then when I see feet, it's like a dragon changed, chained to a ca- like cavern. Got you. Yeah. But he's like, I'm the purveyor of change, but I do it in a certain way because it's supposed to happen in a certain way. Yeah. And you've been worried about making it happen. Well, when you think about going into a boss room, do you see like a <laughs> castle and you go through a castle door that is made of wooden like wood and when you go into that castle the room is a circle and it's like you're in one of the towers and you have to get to a door that's on the other side yeah and the door is giant yeah is that what you feel yes okay because that's, that's not, what I'm i just want to make sure that that's not me seeing it that's yeah. what i'm seeing what you see it and he's like you think you have to go into this room but you're already in the room right <laughs> okay yeah. he's like you're already in the room and you're like i need to open that door but i don't want to and you've been tormenting yourself for months about I don't want to go through the door, but I'm going to have to at some point. You're like, I don't need to go through the door. The door is just going to open it, whatever. And yada, yada, yada. You're not supposed to open the door. You've been waiting to have whatever this giant buck beak creature is to come in and like fight the boss round for you. He just keeps showing me that he like when he, well, when he moves, it's like that shadow thing from my My hero hero. academia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I can see the tail and everything, but no one else perceives him because when he steps out of the cage, he turns into a shadow. It's like being in the cave is what makes him solid. However, when he steps out into the sunlight, he becomes a shadow. And I see this like thing racing around the walls in this tower castle that you're in and all of these things change around you and then you're done type thing. It's like you have to watch it happen. You're not actually going to be like an active participant. You're just going to watch it happen because it's supposed to happen in a certain way. Got you. Because that's what my spirit guides have been saying. Weird. And it's like, I don't know. We talk about how spirit can't interfere with things. 
I have li- had literal spirits appear in front of me to prevent me from doing things and making the wrong decisions. And it's like my spirit guides have explained to me that it's not something that I get to choose. Yeah. And it's never been something that I get to choose. However, it is going to look like a decision when it happens. So uh, I'm about to go through a spiritual awakening, my dudes. Also, I have another question. Why am I seeing owls then? <laughs> is it because they wanted me to perceive that thing? What? <laughs> Sorry, they're really funny. Um, owls can't move their eyes, right? Yeah. It's because they focus, they hyper-focus on things. It's like an adaptive thing that they don't have evolutionarily speaking yeah what do you like to do you like to hyper focus on things Mm -hmm. right it's like you can't turn your head to see stuff but owls can absolutely see 100 percent behind themselves so they're like you have to look behind you oh so they literally did that so that they could whisper in my ear because you have eyes on the back of your head yeah that's the only thing if somebody it was crazy if somebody came up to you and said you had eyes on the back of your head would you like turn around and look into a mirror no you would literally turn your head to try and see the eyes on the back of your head which is what they made you do this is all happening inside my head what is that it keeps happening what is that one like weird song turn around oh that would have been you if this was happening Uh uh-huh i just asked them and they made that joke just see owls (laughs) like holy shit I get a little bit something, 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 something. I don't know 80 songs. I think it's an 80 song. Jesus Christ. Anyways. But yeah, lately I've just been getting people whispering in my ear. Like lit- like people keep asking, like, is it on the outside of your ear or on the inside? I don't know that I can tell the difference because I'm not expecting to hear someone's voice. All I know is it's not my voice. I just hear someone whispering and it's usually in my left ear. Uh, things that I'm like looking at or things that I'm like focusing on they'll whisper about it and it's just super weird I don't know it is weird it just shows me like um oh what is that thing from um Alice in Wonderland you're gonna need to be more specific than that (laughs) it's the big giant monster that Alice has to face I don't think I got to that part (laughs) sorry (laughs) Jabberwocky yeah yeah. I don't think I watched that whole movie. Oh, it's super cool. Okay. Anyways, um, they show me a different way with the Jabberwocky. Do you even know what the Jabberwocky looks like? You should look it up right now because you're going to poop your pants. I don't know how to spell Jabberwocky. Um, it's like Ewoky, talky, but with a jabber. Help. <laughs> I don't know. I just see like, I know that the Red Queen, the Queen of Hearts, ended up using it to like take over Wonderland. And I just see, like, all of these people falling down around you. But it's because of the Jabberwocky. Yeah. Oh, so it's this weird dragon-like thing? Mm-hmm. That happened in the Alice in Wonderland? Well, it was the Tim Burton, I think, rendition of Alice okay, in Wonderland. Okay, I was like, I feel like I would remember that. That's pretty... Um, you should watch that. Scary no. as a child, me watching this. Well, Alice in Wonderland in and of itself, the original one is kind of weird, but the new one is also more weird. But it also has Anne Hathaway in it, and I love her. She's great. Got you. So Yeah, a lot of the movies from when I was a child, I don't remember because of drama. Uh, yeah, they just show me this back black thing was going to like shoot across the floor, and things are just going to fall around you, and you're going to have to be like, well, okay. But you've Fun. been- 
It's like the double-edged sword of you thought you were going to have to take down all of these things for yourself, but you're not. You're just going to watch it happen, and it might be even, it's, like, different than what you thought. I don't know. That's great. It makes me. Glad that I don't have to think about it. Yeah, you really don't. You just have to stop worrying about it. I'm really blown at how they told me that because I also thought I was crazy. Turn around. No. <laughs> you got any more stories? Oh, no. I mean, we've been spanked, so that's a good time. So what do you guys think? Let us know somewhere because you can't comment on podcasts, you know. Did you guys know that we have a blog and um, a TikTok, a YouTube? We also do readings and we have a Twitter. If not, now you do. You can find us at Metapsychics. You can also find us at uh, Olivia the Medium and Patreon. What's your new TikTok? Oh, it's the Hey Bye Spirit. There you go. I talk about autism, so. A lot. Mm-hmm. You so, can find mine. I have one video on my own TikTok. I have two. Oh, I have two? See, you know you more know. about it than I do. Okay. Social media is hard for me. Object permanence. If you guys want to join Patreon, there will be a link in the show notes. What however. do they get if they join Patreon? Well, you get to be shout out in all of our podcasts. However, you can be in a really cool community with a whole bunch of other people that are like-minded. And you can get extra content like live streams and our bonus content where we talk to like the sun and shit you know it's really cool yeah behind the scenes guys we just did readings with common household items <laughs> for people on a patreon live stream this is the stuff you're missing out on and also here are all the people that you could possibly be talking to santa kaylee mev laura renika mystery girl <laughs> wait i'm surprised you haven't brought up the spongebob joke her name is mystery we not Trinity, Avery, Cass, Anthony, Violet, Peyton, Verena, Allie, Mac, Josie, Autumn, Thias, Victoria, Jenny, Laurel, Brianna, Nate, Bradley, Yurtel, Sandy, Naz, Sherry, Christina, Sushi, Anita, Katie, Charles, Holly, Krista, Malake. You're also a towel. Goodness gracious, Malake. Doesn't listen to any of our things. He was in one of our videos, but he never listens to any of our things. I don't know. Thank you for all your support, our lovely patrons. Yeah, and uh, for all of the people that are new to the podcast, thank you. Did you know that we have more viewers in Australia now? Crikey. I what? I wonder why. Australia is so hard to ship things to. That's well, what I think of every time someone talks about Australia. I was like, why is it so hard to ship? It's not that far away. You're welcome. ADHD brain. What do you mean it's not that far away? It's just a hop, skip, and a jump over the pond. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, just like <laughs> that. We're very perplexed on why it is so hard to get to Australia. It's probably because that's that's where all the things try to kill you, or at least on one side of the continent. We have some beautiful Canadian listeners. We have people in Africa now, which really makes me excited. I really just want to learn how to speak Swahili. Honestly. I really just want to go to Africa. I would, I would probably also die. Either way, Australia or Africa, something would kill me. Mm, I think I'd be less scared to go to Africa than I would Australia. You guys all have You have to get a lot of shots. To go my to dad Australia? Did. To both, I'm pretty sure. Mm. My dad used to travel a lot, and he would have to get certain shots to go into places. Well, I don't like shots, and I also don't like <laughs> spiders the size of freaking dinner place. <laughs> oh, well. makes me nervous. You know what I'm saying? Well, who else do we have? We have some people over. Oh, our German listeners. You guys are cool. Well, it's because I had a a past lover. No, we weren't lovers. We were just boyfriend and girlfriend for a year. 
He doesn't yeah. even listen to any of this either. She speaks German now. Or some, she knows some German number in the things. Expression and Bishen Deutsch. Don't know what that means. I only speak a little bit of German. Ah. Yeah. What else do we have? We have Portugal. We have Spain. Uh, Argentina. Did I already say Canada? A. Who else? We don't have a lot of people in the, like, the, what is it? Oregon Trail area. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I look at our pay, our podcast stuff and I'm like, man. Our demographics are mostly in the US, so what's up? Yeah, but we have so many other people. We have we have people from India. We have people from Pakistan. Uh what else? Israel. Makes me excited. I really love all of our like international listeners. I never thought that anyone would want to listen to us that uh is that far away. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in what we're gonna post next week, because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you subscribe follow or do whatever oh. things happen when podcast yeah apple podcasts oh you yeah guys leave gotta reviews. leave a review on the apple podcast we have seven right now and, and uh, if you leave words and say funny things we'll actually shout you out yeah you just have to be like oh this podcast is the dopest illest stuff i've ever seen y'all well, i think you should talk about things that are completely unrelated to anything in your comment and then we'll read them out loud because I think, you, I think that would be hilarious for people coming to our podcast and be like why are they talking about Australia and how the half of the continent is on fire and going to kill people you know <laughs> well that went dark really fast <laughs> I was thinking like there are spiders the size of dinner plates where I live you guys yeah. are cool or like crikey that's not what we say don't appropriate us or I am also a frequenter of the Bed Bath and the Beyond. We know my name is Mystery. Something fun like that, you know. You know. Anyways, best Apple Podcast uh, review gets a shout out on the next podcast. Until then, um, I don't know. Stay swifty, my friends. We're your meta sidekicks. There's eyes on the back of your head. Where?